Thursday, February 1st already. Man, that came quick, didn't it? Wow. Years moving right along, and so is the week getting closer and closer to Super Bowl week. Next week, heading to Las Vegas on Wednesday morning. We'll be covering the Super Bowl from Las Vegas on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week. Really looking forward to bringing you the sights and sounds from Vegas right from the strip, baby. And unlike the Niners, I'm staying on the strip. Unlike the Chiefs, I'll be on the strip. Uh, you're not going to see any NFL teams on the strip, which is good planning ahead from the NFL, if you don't mind me saying. We are uh, going to talk about Debo Samuel here right off the rip, and then we are going to get into a few other things, a few comments, talk a little bit about the conversation I had with Nick Wright just yesterday on the channel, and it is really good to have you here. Welcome. Like and subscribe, why don't you? As you walk on in or you walk on out, like and subscribe. Uh, anyone who is a member of the initiated got a little uh, talking to last night, I believe, some uh, uh, a public service announcement from Sports Bain directly to members only. So, you know, if you're interested in living the safest life possible, uh, you're going to want that Bain PSA, Sports Bain. He's talking to you. Let's just get that sip of the day right, right out of the way right there. That was perfect. Perfect. Nailed it. All right. You ready? You feeling it? Good. Because Debo Samuel might be the mismatch that unlocks a Super Bowl win for the 49ers. You know, Steve Spagnuolo is someone that I've been talking about a lot already. He is the Chiefs defensive coordinator. We are going to talk about him more and more and more as the game approaches because he really is a genius. He is every bit a defensive card-carrying genius, as anyone says Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan is carrying that offensive genius card. Spagnolo is someone whose professional job is to take elite offenses and just shut them down in the biggest game of the year. He's done it. Uh, he's going to try to do it again. And giving him something that he might not be used to defending against is how the 49ers, I think, get around it. And you can't be used to defending a guy like Debo Samuel when you package him with a guy like Christian McCaffrey. When you package him on a, an offense that is as versatile as the 49ers offense looks or is conceived to be. And look, Debo is an absolute star, but there's only one football to go around. And it seems like there are times he gets lost in the sauce of a game plan or just the way that the afternoon of football broke for the 49ers. And Debo, for someone who's so critical to this team playing well, doesn't get the touches, the carries that you would expect him to get. Now, maybe that's just all in the name of saving the best for last. Because when he is front and center in a game plan, the 49ers are really, really tough to beat. I mean, you look at some of their overwhelming victories of the year. Debo's right in the middle of them. Eight catches, nine targets for 89 yards against the Lions. And you could see that Kyle Shanahan was making the clear, conscious choice to get this team back into the game by getting this guy touches, by getting him involved. Debo is the cup of coffee eh, that wakes up the 49ers. He really is. When they're a little kind of in an offensive lull, you'll see Debo get two, three touches in a row. And we saw that in the NFC Championship game. 
He dominated the Philadelphia Eagles, dominated them with three touchdowns as the 49ers played the best half of the season in the second half of that game. He had two touchdowns in the 49ers' highest scoring output of the season against Arizona, where they put 45 up on the board. Obviously, he wasn't doing very much against the Green Bay Packers because he got hurt. And the lingering of what that meant, what that was, uh, you know, some people have been asking, do you think Debo is going to be seriously 100 percent ready to go? There aren't a lot of 100 percent out there in the NFL anymore, if you're lucky enough to be in the Super Bowl. Um, Debo Samuel is going to do whatever an athlete needs to do to forget about whatever pain they might be in. Debo Samuel, there is no way that that dude is going to let something as ordinary as pain prevent him from doing what he needs to do, whether that's cortisone shots, whether that's numbing, whatever, whether it's three lines of Coke off the back of a toilet, like, here you go, you're not going to feel anything for the next couple hours. I don't care what it is. He's just got to get ready to go and he will be ready to go because Debo Samuel really is the physical embodiment of the boom box that the 49ers walk out on the field with. He really is. He is their... He is their guy looking side eye. He's their dude squinting at you. He's the first dude to, you know, wonder, is, is this go time? Are we going to fight here today? He is one of those guys that just is kind of, you know, soft-spoken. I remember an interview that Ray Ratto and I did a long time ago with Debo Samuel where he just no-commented us through things that he didn't want to talk about. Um, but you can't distract this guy. You cannot move him off his spot. And when he wants to go out and make a statement in a football game, boy, it makes the 49ers a dangerous team. He is their offensive violence. And for the 49ers to go and beat a very, very defense first Kansas City football team, he needs to enact that violence on that Kansas City Chiefs defense, specifically their linebackers. So Debo, lots of touches. I need at least five carries in the Super Bowl, and I think I need at least five, six, seven, eight, nine targets for sure in this Super Bowl. If the Niners are staying ahead of the chains, if they are putting together long scoring drives, I think you will find those things have happened. Um, he is a huge part of this team's just overwhelming football when you see it out of the 49ers real quick without looking no one bring up his stats let me just ask you you can say it aloud you can write it down in the chat if you want to um what is Debo Samuel's single game rushing yard high this season like we all know, he's one of the greatest running backs ever disguised as a wide receiver. He is as good almost with his legs as he is with his hands. And the 49ers want to get an awful lot of him on a, out of a ground game. What is his biggest rushing day of the season? It's got to be at least like 65 yards, maybe 70, drifting to 80. Nope. Debo Samuel, I was I was surprised when I saw this looking through his game logs. His largest rushing day of the season was 38 yards. That's it. That's it. I want him to have a 38-yard rush in the Super Bowl. Uh, 38 yards. That came in week two against the Rams. Here's a guy who averaged 6.1 yards per carry, though, this year. He hasn't found that success in the postseason. Maybe teams are looking for him. Um, then use him as a decoy. Again, Debo opens up 
possibilities in this offense as much as anyone not named Christian McCaffrey and maybe even more than Christian McCaffrey straight up, who I think has just got to be, I mean, if we didn't see much of Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason in the regular season or really the playoffs, um, it's got to be 35, 40 touches for Christian McCaffrey in the Super Bowl if the 49ers really plan on winning it. So you give another 10, 15 touches to Debo Samuel. Now we're at what? We're already at like 55 snaps. How many plays are these guys going to get? Because you figure, figure that Kittle and Ayuk, they're going to be involved. Juwan Jennings, I see you certainly on third down, third and Juwan. Let's see that happen. This is going to be a fascinating game plan. And what an interesting couple of days it is for the 49ers. Because if they are going to win the Super Bowl with a game plan, that game plan is being installed right now. We'll get through the 49ers wrapping up their week in Santa Clara before they actually touch down in Las Vegas to begin their Super Bowl preparation in the host city. So we'll get to that in just a second. But in the meantime, are you ready? I'm going to try not to slurp. I know that that bothered someone yesterday. We're going to try to not slurp here. Again, when the coffee's hot, you got to do what you got to do, right? Um, First of all, my sponsors, freaking love my sponsors, starting with my man Ike, and my man Ike loves the 49ers, and he loves you too. So this is something for everybody. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. This weekend. All Damon Bruce listeners, watchers here on the Plus, all of you get free chips and drinks upgrade with any sandwich purchase at all Ike's locations. All you got to do is either walk in there and say, Damon, and get your free chips and drink, or online when you're ordering on the Ike's Rewards app, use promo code Damon right there for free chips and drink. What more do you want? You take care of the sandwich. I'm going to take care of your drinks and your chips. And that's my man, Ike, taking care of everyone. And Niners fans, if you are a member of the Ike's Rewards app, you will get as many member rewards points as the 49ers score in the Super Bowl. Now, I've been telling you this for a few weeks. You should have been earning points with the Niners this entire playoff run. But if you haven't done it, do it now. Download that Ike's Rewards app. And remember, whether you're doing it online or whether you're doing it in person at any Ike's location, any Ike's location, you're in Arizona, you're in Las Vegas, you're in Los Angeles, any Ike's location, just say Damon. And you'll get free chips and a drink. And that is for all of you here in the plus, not just for the initiated, but for anyone. So please hit like, please hit subscribe. And when you order from Ike's this Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, use promo code Damon, chips and a drink, just like that. Uh, Want to say thank you so much to Dr. Paul Hughes, who is sponsoring Post Game and Damon. And you can use code word Hunter if you would like to avoid orthopedic surgery through his cellular replacement therapy, which I've had done to my knees. And I am living proof that this guy officially knows what he's doing. Uh, go talk to Dr. Paul Hughes. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com. Ironically, if you'd like to avoid an orthopedic surgery, his offices are in San Mateo. Obviously, Bay Area viewers, this is an awful lot easier for you to take advantage of than someone who might be listening in, I don't know, Sri Lanka today. But I'm telling you, you don't need that surgery the hospital's trying to sell you until you go see Dr. Paul Hughes. 
Trust me on that one. And if you want to make a wager on the big game this upcoming what, 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 what we're, we're close, right? We're getting closer and closer to kickoff. MyBookie.ag, use promo code Damon when you sign up there. Not only will you get all the props, all the propositions, all the all the spreads that you could possibly want, but you also got a fully functioning casino. It's just like you're in Vegas, too, over at MyBookie.ag. Use promo code Damon. And because it's a week of love, I'll get a little love to Uncle Boys, even though they sponsor the Good for Ball, Bad for Ball Friday segment. It isn't Friday yet, but it will be. Uncle Boys, we freaking love you, too. So there you go, boys and girls. Get yourself a free chips and drinks Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Ike's. As I was telling you, the next 24 hours for the San Francisco 49ers are a critical 24 hours. A critical 24 hours. Uh, The game plan is now in its final install. Uh, Of course, it's, it's probably been ready from early in the week. I guarantee you that there are two, three plays in this game plan that Kyle Shanahan is sitting in a desk drawer saying, do not open in case of Super Bowl, uh, that he is going to cook up just for this game, just to throw something at Spagnolo he hasn't seen before. And of course, Kyle, being the ultimate tinkerer, is going to be tweaking the game plan, the opening drive, his, his, his scripted plays. He's going to be working on that right up until kickoff. Kyle is maniacal when it comes to his game plan installs, and it happens right up until the coin toss. So a huge week of mental prep for the 49ers. Kyle's final Santa Clara press conference and his press access in Santa Clara, I believe, is this afternoon. Friday will be the final team press conferences in front of the media locally. Brock Purdy's final time to speak to local assembled media in Santa Clara. Uh, a, a Saturday practice is also scheduled for the 49ers. The level of contact in that practice, I'm guessing everything right now is pretty much just half-speed install. The last thing you'd want is anybody getting hurt. But Kyle is also crazy enough to maybe say, hey, let's go full pads. I don't think so. But uh, these are a very, very precious 24, 48, 72 hours in terms of getting ready not just to go to Las Vegas, but to do something special in the Super Bowl when you get there. Saturday, again, final practice in Santa Clara. I don't know which day the 49ers are actually planning to fly to Las Vegas, but when they get there, the 49ers are going to be staying in the Hilton Lake Las Vegas. The Kansas City Chiefs are in the Westin Lake Las Vegas. Lake Las Vegas, by the way, is about 25 miles off the Strip. In other words, no NFL play. You're not going to be bumping into any NFL players gawking at the sphere. You're not going to be sitting down uh, at, at a buffet and look across and be like, oh, what do you know? That's a 49ers offensive line. Just, just wreaking havoc on this buffet. No, players are going to stay off the strip. Players are going to say off the strip for sure. And um, that's the right thing to do. Again, you can have a ton of fun in Vegas. You're going to have more fun if you go win the Super Bowl. So just go back to Las Vegas sometimes and stay on the strip. All these players stay away. Stay away. And guys, remember, as we told you already, if she touches your thigh within the first five minutes, she's working. Um, 
I want to recap the conversation that I had a little bit with Nick Wright yesterday. And I, I, I think an awful lot of you enjoyed the conversation. I also saw a lot of people just bitch and moan and complain. And that's a real problem with the way people just, as soon as they don't hear something that they don't like, they want to walk away from it. Now, I disagree with Nick on an awful lot of his Brock Purdy premises, but I think he makes a good argument for himself. He at least illuminates why he feels this way. And I thought it was a really good conversation between the two of us, and I hope that you agree. I hope you give it a, 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 you know, a, a look, a listen, check it out. If you haven't already, it's one of the most uh, viewed videos within not even 24 hours I've put out. Uh, a lot of people are responding to it. Lots of comments, um, lots of subscriptions off that. Nick has been nice enough to share it with his audience as well. And I just think that there is like an adult conversation happening there. Now, you might not like the position Nick represents, but how you could walk away thinking that, you know, he represented that position poorly He's a smart guy, and I think that that's why he pisses a lot of people off, because when he's on your side, that's a guy you want making your argument for you. But when he's against you and he's making an argument, whether you like it or not, he does it in a fashion that at least makes you think a little. And that's all a conversation that you're tuning in to watch is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you think a little. Dale says, Damon, you're going to do Cam Newton next? <laughs> I don't think so, Dale. But Dale does say, props to Damon for bringing Niner enemies two days in a row, uh, at least how I see them. They're very wrong, and I loved you to punish the it factor, Damon. It seems like, or the IT, fa I don't know. Anyways, uh, Damon, it seems to be missing every other time, uh, every other than here. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what you're saying there at the end there, Dale, but it seems like you liked it. And that's what's important. So thank you very much for liking it. I appreciate that. Uh, we got AJ Sargent. Well, I got an ashtray. I got one rolled up in the ashtray for this one here. <laughs> All right. Put it in the air, baby. Um, this is from Los0202. Your show with Nick Wright was awesome. Not because you attacked each other's opinions, but because you both found understanding on Purdy's talent. I couldn't watch him before. Now I can. It's funny, people either looked at that and said, I can never watch Nick Wright, I couldn't even take five minutes, or, oh my gosh, I sort of think about him in a little bit of a different light. Again, if you're an adult, I think there's an adult conversation there for you to enjoy. If you just want to say, I fucking hate that guy, that's easily available and readily available for you too. Um, speaking of readily available, as you can see, Ray Ratto has not been. I actually did reach out to Ray last week. He hasn't even written me back. Doesn't mean he, sometimes Ray will get back to you right away on text. Other times it'll take two or three weeks. Ray goes on the Tony Kornheiser show today, but can't bother to appease the Plusers. Lame. I'll let him know you said so. Eric wants to know, Damon, will the Plus appear on Radio Row at the Super Bowl? Do they even have Radio Row anymore? I am getting a credential for the media center. How often I go, how much time I spend there, I really don't know. I mean, it's basically, I feel like I should walk in there and just make an announcement with a megaphone and just be like, uh, attention, attention, everyone. Every single one of you in here is about to get laid off. I don't care how successful you think you actually might be. And by the way, if you're so successful that they're paying you well to do your job, your name is first on the list. That's the way it's going for radio these days. You are all in a dying industry. It will be worse tomorrow than it is today. Follow me. Follow me to freedom. Follow me to YouTube. 
And then, of course, I'll be escorted out of the media center immediately. Richard DeLeon says, is Debo going to be 100% by the Super Bowl? He seemed to be protecting that shoulder, getting treatment after the cheap shot on Purdy's INT. Most, again, if Debo has to take a syringe of black China tar heroin to play in this game, he will. Don't, don't you worry about Debo's pain. He's not going to worry about it in the Super Bowl. Uh, Irwin says that Nick Wright segment was great. I don't agree with Nick's opinions, but he's paid to create opposition and controversial opinions, and he's very good at it. Again, I think that that's the right impression to walk away with. We all know what the job is at that level. He's good at it. We got Sway, low, 415, new to your channel. Love it. Thank you, Sway. Appreciate that. It's great to have you here. You will find, if you are new to the channel, one of the best chats I think you're going to find anywhere on YouTube. The Plusers, the Hardcore, the Initiated are all fantastic people. And there is an actual attempt at an adult conversation in this chat. It's not just a land for trolls and angry people. And I'm proud of that. Uh, San Bruno Mike says, damn it. Work pinned me for Plus O'Clock. GM, good morning, Plusers. Have a good one. Nick Wright was fun yesterday. I'm glad you feel that way, Sam Bruno. Mike, thank you very, very much. Wow, only 38 yards for Debo? Again, doesn't that surprise me too when I looked at it, Otis? That surprised me, too, when I took a look at that one. What is Debo's single-game rushing high of the year? Just 38 yards. It happened a long time ago at the beginning of the season. Again, if I'm going to Las Vegas, i got to get all those bets I would have lost out of the way for the bets that I will be making. Uh, by the way, at one morning, what we're going to do while we're in Las Vegas, we're going to open up Super Chats, and I'm going to keep Super Chats. And whatever the dollar amount that I make in that morning Super Chats is going to be the dollar amount that I walk over and I place on one hand of blackjack. Or maybe like red or black on the roulette wheel. Something, something decisive. Something conclusive. And then I will not be sp splitting the profits with you. It's how I'll be paying for hopefully dinner that night. So again, I thank Nick Wright for coming into the lion's den. A lot of people really appreciate it. A lot of people are just miserable sons of bitches. But that's what we deal with. There's one other thing that I kind of wanted to get into today concerning... Um, just the way Brock Purdy is talked about. And I know that a lot of people will blame Nick Wright or Cam Newton or whoever their, you know, the preferred Brock Purdy hater of the day is. Um, you know, it's funny to me that the NFL is the only sport out there that actually gives permission to fans and media to make fun of this guy. Right? When someone is billed as Mr. Irrelevant, well, that's got to be the most easily dismissible athlete in professional sports. There's no other sport that takes the last pick of the draft and instead of treating it as like, woo, you're lucky you just caught the train, mocks it like the NFL does. 
The NFL takes Mr. Irrelevant, what, whisks them off to Disneyland or Disney World to put him in a parade. In other words, this is the only parade you're ever going to get, you loser. You ain't going to make it in this league. The NFL, strangely, gives people permission to make fun of one of their athletes by calling it Mr. Irrelevant, calling him Mr. Irrelevant. Maybe it's time the NFL does away with that. And I'm not here to make the world like smoother and nicer, but maybe there will be a bit more respect paid to the last pick in the draft because what of Brock Purdy has accomplished. Again, it's just like the lesson we all learn in the movie Ratatouille. Not everybody has talent, but talent can come from anywhere. So... Maybe it's time to stop this whole Mr. Irrelevant thing because I think people look at it, say, well, the NFL has given me permission to just crap all over this guy before he does a thing in this league and continues to give me permission to crap on him no matter what he accomplishes in this league because his starting point is mocked. There is no other sport. The NBA doesn't make fun of the final pick of its draft. Major League Baseball, uh, look, we can't even name the first three guys in any Major League Baseball draft, so I don't know how relevant it is, but the NHL doesn't make fun of anyone else getting drafted. All of everyone is like, congratulations, you've been drafted. But the NFL sets this person up to be mocked. So maybe as we look at the discourse, we can say that people take the messages sent by powerful media conglomerates, which the NFL is, and takes them like way too much to heart, right? It's something else. True Blue Forever says, I walk in everywhere and just shout Damon. It finally pays off. Yes, you'll get a free drink and chips. Free drinking chips. Go to, again, start Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Free chips and drinks. I'm going to the app right now. Ultimate 49ers Report. Download that app right now. But the promotion starts on Friday. I'm just telling everyone what they need to do with their uh, with their lunch plans. And by the way, Ike is often in the chat. Thank him. Thank him. Damon, I'm going to try that at the bar tonight. I'm just going to yell Damon and see if I get anything for free. Well, if you're at the halfway club on Geneva, maybe you do. Depends on if my boy Ethan is bartending or not. You'll at least get a conversation. You'll at least get a conversation. Uh, Let's see. Johnny Dunn says, Damon, on my cheat day for training, I always get an Ike's Matt Cane with a side of chicken tenders. He's got really good chicken tenders, too. We get them for the boys because the boys aren't aren't eating big sandwiches. But, you know, chicken nuggets, chicken fingers, chicken tenders. My kids wolf those down. So Ike's chicken tenders are the same chicken that he puts on, like, all of his barbecue chicken sandwiches. The Jamie Sirewich, which is one of my favorites. Those are good. Those are really good. Uh, Damon, that offer doesn't apply to Chiefs fans, right? It applies to anyone, anyone. Your arch nemesis can walk into an Ike's Friday, Saturday, Sunday and say, Damon, and get a free chips and a drink. The devil himself, the devil himself can get free chips and a drinks at Ike's. Uh, If I say Jillian, do 
Do I get the sandwich for free? Joseph, good question. No, <laughs> no, no. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to hit up Ike's in San Diego. I had no idea it existed. I think there is one down there. I, I might have I, I might have gotten too ahead of myself. I think there is. Sean wants to know, when is Plus Mania 3? Plus Mania 3, The Revenge, will happen sometime late in February. Date still to be determined. Let me get back from the Super Bowl. Then we'll figure out the rest. But thank you very much for asking, and I do hope to see you there. Okay, okay, okay. Little NFL news this morning, right? NFL news? Dan Quinn is the Washington Commander's next head coach. Look, we know that Bob Myers helped uh, Adam Peters get that job in Washington as their GM. I wonder what role, if any, Bob Myers played in the hiring of Dan Quinn. Uh, we've also got Seattle and Washington now filled. And more interesting than Dan Quinn taking the Washington job is now the one man who is left standing as the game of musical chairs has come to an end. Bill Belichick is not going to be a head coach in the NFL next year. He's not. No one hired Bill Belichick. Isn't that amazing? What is Bill Belichick going to do? I mean, I don't care what the 49ers do. Win, win the Super Bowl by 50 points, lose the Super Bowl by 50 points. I would absolutely hire Bill Belichick as a consultant. Like, here's $3 million a year, Bill. Come on in. Spend three days around the team. million dollars a day. Spend, hang out with Kyle for a week. Move into his guest house, whatever. Uh, just There is a remarkable football resource right there. Who is going to find it? Who is going to use it? It's kind of amazing, right? It's kind of amazing. Bill Belichick is out of a job as a head coach in the NFL? I, I, I did not have that on my bingo card. I really didn't. I didn't. That's surprising to me. Uh, we're going to hop into Club Plus. We're going to uh, dive into an awful, awful lot of uh, uh, what uh, we're going to dive into an awful lot of what you're thinking about. Again, Big Mac is saying, oh, 95.7, the game's been hard on the ears across the board lately. Again, I'm not here to bash anybody. Let's stop with all that. Just stop. Just stop. If, I, if, if they send anybody to Las Vegas, I'll be hanging out with those guys. Again, I'm not there because they don't like me. I'm not there because they're filing for bankruptcy. So no hard feelings. And oh, by the way, that entire world is dying. I'm glad to be in this new world. This new world's going great. We get to hang out together in a brand new way that we couldn't just do it on the radio. So this is, this is all going to work, kids. We don't need to be angry about anything anymore. It's good to be here. It is really good to be here. Erwin wants to know, hey, what if she's just uh, given a free thigh massage? Again, there's never a free thigh massage in Las Vegas. They're going to look to turn that into a, a profitable thing for themselves eventually. Love the show, bro. Thank you, Alberto Soto. How about hitting a like? How about hitting the subscribe there? And again, memberships to the initiated. 
are being, uh, they're, they're available to you. Wes, I don't always agree with Nick Wright, but I respect his opinion. He's such a good guy too. Appreciate the content. That's what we're doing here. We're putting out content. I thought it was a really, really good conversation between two guys who, instead of just yelling at each other, decide to talk to each other and not just try to dunk on each other, but here's what I think, here's what you think, and then the audience can decide for itself. Otis said, I think that that had over like a, a hundred views or a thousand views when it was happening live. We did. We did tip that thousand live people in the room as it was happening, which is always a nice little, you know, mile marker for this young channel just trying to grow up where eventually this channel is going to hit puberty. Look out. So uh, let's real quick let you know that the Warriors are going to be back in Memphis for the first time since Martin Luther King Day. Uh, they're going to be playing the Grizzlies on Friday night. It's the first game of a five-game road trip for the Warriors. They go Memphis, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Indiana. That Pacers game to wrap up the five-game road trip is February 8th, which just also happens to be the NBA trade deadline. So this is a really big week coming up for the Golden State Warriors and what they will do to either change the arc of this year, the direction of their franchise. Uh, what are they going to do or are they going to do nothing and just kind of punt? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're going to do something. I know that if they want to do anything this year, it feels like they got to do something. Uh, there could be no greater ad, by the way, no greater addition to the Golden State Warriors than just everybody agreeing, hey, let's play some defense. Stop turning the ball over like a bunch of just met each other slap dicks and play some defense. Little bit of defense is going to go a long way in the NBA. A totally random sports note that I've got to sneak into today's show because this is a bad beat. Um, on Wednesday night, Purdue, God, I hate Purdue. And one of the reasons why I hate Purdue a lot this year is because they are so good. Uh, Purdue's got a good basketball team. Uh, Northwestern, who has played Purdue tough the last couple of years, Northwestern played and lost to Purdue on Wednesday night in West Lafayette, Indiana. Now, why would any of you care about this? Because you're all sports fans. You like a good tidbit. How about this for a good tidbit? So Northwestern became the only Division I team in the last 25 seasons to score more than 95 points on better than 55% shooting, handing out 20 assists while having fewer than 10 turnovers and lose. In other words, Northwestern, in the last 30 years, 25 seasons, played the best game in a loss we've seen in college basketball. Again, when you're a college basketball team, you score more than 95 points, you shoot better than 55%, you hand out 20 assists, and you have fewer than 10 turnovers, you're supposed to win that game to the point where every Division I team that qualified for that was 763-0. and zero. And thanks to Northwestern's loss, that record is now 763-1. and one. That's a bad beat. That is a bad beat. What's the trend? The trend is 
763 wins, zero losses until Northwestern caught the first loss under that the other night. Woof, that's rough. That is rough, boys and girls. Finally, last bit of news here on the podcast, which is exploding and growing. We just did our best month ever on the podcast. Most downloads over any month ever. December was great. January was even better. And we are uh, we're, we're going to be going podcasting an awful lot from Las Vegas, obviously. We'll be doing quick interviews, turn around for quick little little nuggets and podcasts. Um, last note here on today's podcast before we get into Club Plus. Today's a very important date in my entertainment history. February 1st, 1982 was the very first episode of Late Night with David Letterman. Now, I know that that might not mean an awful lot to an awful lot of you younger plusers who are watching today, but if you are in your 30s or 40s, David Letterman was the coolest thing, the funniest thing on late night TV, and there was a decision to be made. You were either a Letterman guy or a Leno guy, and if you were a Leno guy, you were a fucking dork. <laughs> Telling the kind of jokes that make your grandma laugh while David Letterman is over here throwing televisions off of skyscrapers. Stupid human tricks, stupid pet tricks. Oh, God, I loved Letterman. Absolutely loved Letterman. His uh, first episode, uh, his first guest was Bill Murray. And the other guest that night was Bill Nye, the science guy. Or no, excuse me, not Bill Nye, but Mr. Wizard himself. Mr. Wizard himself. Oh, we got a super chat. Uh, one stat I wish you mentioned with Nick yesterday is how good Purdy's been against the Blitz under pressure. Brock's numbers are in the top three in that class. Here's the thing, Jeff. Like, I did sort of turn that on, Nick. I didn't use that specific stat, but one of the things he does often on his own show is he puts up a silhouette of an athlete. You don't see who the athlete is, so there's no team bias. There's no facial recognition bias. Here's a silhouette, and then these are the numbers. And Brock Purdy's silhouette and the numbers that he led, led the NFL in this year are so overwhelming that I even said to Nick, this silhouette against these numbers, if this person is Aaron Rodgers, he's probably a unanimous MVP, much less he's probably not. Again, the NFL gives us permission to dump on people by calling one of its people that it employs Mr. Irrelevant. You're, there's no way your office would let you call anybody Mr. or Miss Irrelevant. You'd get sued in a corporate setting, right? <laughs> so maybe that's something that the NFL needs to do. Drop that. Drop that Mr. Irrelevant because what you're doing is you're giving permission to shit on this guy everywhere in any way possible. Look at me doing some deep thinking and caring about language. I'm Mr. I don't care about language. Say whatever you got to say. I don't care who gets offended. But I, if if a tweak in the language can improve the quality of the conversation, I'm all for it. Thank you very much for uh, improving the quality of this channel. Thank you for improving the quality of the podcast by being a tremendous audience. Hit like. Hit subscribe, all those good things. We're about to hop into Club Plus, but for those who are just listening today, this is where we get off and we say thank you so much that sports don't build character, they reveal it. 
And like that, he's gone.